Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Eat, Pray, Thought podcast. I am your host, Savoy Anthony Jefferson, a.k.a. Bussiana Lubeja, a.k.a. your number one thought, li- thought ally, a.k.a. the head thoughtress in charge, a.k.a. Big Bussy Extraordinaire. Thank you very much. I cannot. <laughs> Alex, you can't interrupt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me go on mute. My bad. Um, we welcome you, everyone, to episode 403 of the Eat, Pray, Thought podcast entitled Moesha. Um, and before we jump into the greatness that is Moesha, as everyone knows, season four is TV that defined a generation of bussy. Um, and I'm about to introduce my beautiful, my illustrious, my Kelly Rowland wig wearing co-host Miss <laughs> Amber Milan. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? Okay, first of all, don't be telling people I'm wearing a wig, child. It's my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, last episode you said it was a wig. Oh, yes, 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 yes. But was that on that was on the air? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but I don't care. I wear wigs all the time. I love them. They, they're great. Shout out to Javana Patterson, who does mine. But anyway, um, hey, y'all. What's up? It's your girl, Amber, a.k.a. Amy Depressus, a.k.a. Fluoxetina Knowles, a.k.a. Creative Director of Depressed Ho Aesthetics, a.k.a. Mess Enthusiast, a.k.a. Pfizer Pussy. Okay. Hey. Cool. Um, I love Moesha. Yeah. I got a question for you though. So who is your favorite? What's your who's your favorite Moesha boyfriend? Like of all her little booze, who is your favorite? I know. I just rewatched it. Q still does something for me. Like there is there really isn't anything much better than a hood nigga who is kind. Okay? <laughs> and got goals. Don't forget. And got goals. goals. Like he was like, I'm getting my music in uh, business shit going. Like I loved me some Q. Okay. Q loved him some Moesha and I loved it. Um, I think my second, I can't think of his name right now, but I can see him. I liked Usher, the Usher was a cute boy little moment. Yeah, that was a cute little other boyfriend's name right now, but I can like, I can like see him. It's like Jason. Was it? Was it the the Kappa, the boy in college? Yes, the Kappa. Yes, my second favorite. That's my second favorite. That's my second favorite. But that, uh, yeah, Hakeem is a no. I think they need to be friends. Yeah, that was that was was like we didn't need that. Anything after high school, I start watching. I'm just going to be completely honest. Yeah, college years is rough. It's yeah. a rough time on Moesha. Yeah. When Ray J comes, it's a, the downfall of Moesha. <laughs> like so many things in Brandy's life. Anyways. You know <laughs> joking, joking. Um, my favorite is Ohaji. <gasps> oh! Because <laughs> we all know I stand Merlin Santana. R.I.P. R.I.P. I'm telling you, when I get to heaven, that is the first nigga I'm trying to fuck. As soon as I, like, as soon as God lets me into the pearly gates, like, I'm going to be like, excuse me, where's Merlin? Like, that's a good question. Who's the first person you're trying to fuck when you go to heaven? That is a good question. My first 
I think the, the first person that came in my mind, this is so random. It's either Bob Marley or Malcolm X. Maybe I'll ask for a, a threesome between them two. Because now you're just getting greedy, Amber. See, I'm in heaven. I, I, I. <laughs> you're right. Heaven is full of abundance. It's plentiful. <laughs> I'm in heaven. Because I know Bob was slanging. And I know <laughs> with all them kids, <laughs> I know it. I know he was slanging. That's some good casting putting it down and he'd be down for the three too as well um but anyhow we got us oh haji hotep extraordinaire oh my god okay loved him poems (laughs) was writing them poems from the bottom of his heart honey oh haji um time okay oh haji shout out to the finest man too Moesha was like a player from the Himalayas. <laughs> she really was. Yeah, all the icon. Okay. Um, but in general, I just wanted to name it. I named the episode Moesha because like I'm a Randy, I was a Randy Stan at one point in time. Um, as we all were. Um, <laughs> America was, okay. <laughs> a pop icon. Um come on. Okay. The girls like to forget, but she set the standard. There would be no Hannah Montana without Brandy. Okay. Nope. All right. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, just I remember I almost got um I almost got a whooping for the um debut episode, the first episode ever, because I had a test the next day. And my dad was like, you know, you need to study for your math test. And I was like trying to rush the test. I'm like, Moesha's about to come on. Like, this is a moment. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I don't have time to study. I have to be prepared for Moesha. And he would just, he got so frustrated. He's like, if you don't at least an 80% on this test, that's your ass. And I was like, okay. Moesha's on. I missed like the first 10 minutes because I'm Tony Jefferson. This is just the overall theme in me and my father's life. He don't want me to have joy. Okay. You know what? You don't want me to have joy. <laughs> Not your daddy being Kirk Franklin. <laughs> he don't want me to have joy. Okay. <laughs> Nonetheless, I got my B. I think I got 85%. Come on. And you got you call Moesha. You and call I call Moesha. the end of Moesha. Okay. We introduced to the greatness that is Ohaji. Oh, Haji. Oh, remember that episode when all her men came at the same Birthday time? episode? Yes. A good episode. An episode, okay? <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh, the mess. The mess. The mm-hmm. mess. Um, all right, so I guess we should just jump into our guest and introducing her. Mm. Um, let me, hold on, let me flip my weave so I can... Come on, I'll do it with you. <clears throat> Um, Our guest today is a home cook, recipe developer, cooking instructor, and the creator of Cooking with Friends, as well as Just Add Hot Sauce. In addition to being a multicultural marketer, her unique approach to cooking has been featured by such outlets as Afrotech, Good Morning America, and Travel Noir. Please, Bussy High, join us in welcoming (laughs) one of the most beautiful and kindest people I've ever met. Oh. oh my god i love this this is i love the intro we try we try we try boy hi Bruski. hi boo hi amber hi. i love this 
<laughs> we try. We try. Welcome. So, Alex, you know, we did your introduction, but is there anything you would like the Bussy Hive to know about you? Anything that you want to just get off your chest real quick before we jump into the show? Um, I don't think I'm ready to jump in. You okay. know? Come on. I'm ready to jump in. That was a great intro. I love it. I'm here for it. Okay. All right. So as always, we start with Bussy Pep Talks, which is one reason why Amber, myself, and our guests are proud of ourselves for the week, the day, the hour, the minute, okay? Um, sometimes the second. Um, because um, you are our guest. Let's start with you, Alex. What is your Bussy Pep Talk for the week? My Bussy Pep Talk. I'm going to die this entire interview my busy pep talk I mean this was a tough week for me I like I was on vacation even though it's a pandemic so no one judge me I was in listen I was in Tulum even though it's Tulum for my work husband's wedding he got married so a couple of us went out there and when I got back I was just like oh god so it was not a great week, but my, I guess my bussy pep talk is just, just keep going and like, take a second for yourself when you need to recollect. Cause I had to recollect myself a couple times this week. Like, okay, girl, it's fine. Feelings are fleeting and just come back to center. So that's my, that's my pep talk. Yes. Come on. Yes. Are fleeting. Mm, a word. Feelings are fleeting. Therapy. That's what I learned from therapy. <laughs> Come on, come on, therapy. Feelings are fleeting. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, Amber, what's your pussy pep talk for the week? Uh, I'm grateful um, this week of, because it was a good, it was like a better week, but I'm also grateful that I was able to like ask for help and uh, allow one of my friends to like help me. Um, like she came over and like she put, we, like we put together like my dining room table, which was really nice and like some chairs. And so it was, it was good. Like, it was just like nice to have like my friend come there and then allow to be helped because I, I always am trying to do everything on my own and then wonder why I'm like so overwhelmed with everything. <laughs> and then, so it's just like nice to like ask for help and then also to receive it. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm grateful That's for that. Real as fuck. Am I allowed to cuss? Yes. Okay. Why did I was like that get on this podcast I, I I don't understand it either but I think it's because you're so used to being told you can't curse places, you know? Right. And like right. yeah. even though we are talking about like sex and all that stuff, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So I I but that's real. But wow. I but yeah. I'm also like the thoughts in the in the name <laughs> like be bussy is a curse word kind of like i don't think kids i don't think you can say bus can you say bussy on a uh, tv like will it get bleeped out i don't know that's a good question i'm gonna try to do it i'm gonna try to put bussy in something yes please put it in the show put it, put i'm gonna try to put bussy in something and we are going to see what tbs <laughs> says like can we do we need to bleep this out Come on, yes. corporate standards. <laughs> I'm done. Oh. Ooh, come on, SP. Come on. I am done. <laughs> Anyways, my Bussy Pep Talk is um, I think today I told myself I'm gonna stop judging my anxiety. Um, 
because I do that. I judge everything, <laughs> which is partly why. <laughs> um, but here we are. Um, so yeah, I told myself I'm gonna stop judging my anxiety. I'm just gonna, you know, let it be what it's gonna be, um, for better or for worse. Um, yeah, and I think I'm just trying to just overall just be as good to myself and extend as much grace to my bus as possible. Um, because I deserve, okay. Um, so yeah, that's my bussy pep talk. Yes, see, you're the only person I can't do is roll my R's. And, uh, yeah, that's, I, that's as far as I can go, though. <laughs> that's better than I can do, okay? All right, so we're just gonna jump right into it. Alex, is your bussy ready? My bussy is ready. Come on, your bussy is ready. Um, I just want to start by saying. Um, we go in order for anyone who may be new to the podcast is eat, pray, thought. I will say that I had the, this was the most fun I've had in a long time creating eat questions. Um, usually this is the section me and Amber just be like, let's, let's just throw some goddamn questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, like if it's more than two, or if it's three or four, we'd be like, that's good. That's good. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but um, because we have like, okay, a chef in the, on the, on the call, um, <laughs> on the Zoom, we decided to g- give this a little more thought. So, <clears throat> first eat question. What is your favorite song named after a food or dish and why? So, I was thinking about this and, like, I'm in a, I love Khalees. I'm in, like, a Khalees yeah. obsession right now. Um, always been obsessed with her, but I was just watching her Skillshare and, like, cooking, like, partnership thing, and I was like, I love you but milkshake because milkshake brings all the boys to the yard you know it was such a catchy song so like I mean my milkshake only brings my boyfriend to the yard but you know that's what matters but that's like a song that I love about just like fuck yeah I'm like a bad bitch so it's like I just love that song and I love police like I'm obsessed with her so I love that whole album yeah, that's so good. Oh, sugar, honey, iced tea, million. Like, yeah. even like, exactly. She, this is when she was like kind of breaking away from Pharrell a little bit. Yeah, this is like the beginning. <laughs> the beginning. Yeah. And then, you know what? Like, last, it was either last week, no, the week before that, I listened to Blind Phone Me, which was the next album. Oh, and she always paved her own way. And I'm like, mm. love it. I but. thought you were going to say Jerk Ribs because, you know, she had that album. Oh, yeah. But I, I was like, oh, that's so cute. That's so... But no, Khalees, we do not give her her flowers enough. I yeah. fucking stand Khalees. Also, my friend who helped me uh, yesterday, it was the person that put me on. Like when I went to college, she was like obsessed with Khalees. And I was like, isn't she just milkshake? And she was like, no. Oh. <laughs> She's like, no. And then she made us listen to Wonderland all the time. Like, oh man, shout out. I'm in a Khalees obsession right now because like she just, because of the, she like pivoted and like was like, I want to cook. And like, I'm on the farm with my own lambs and, and yeah. vegetables and shit. So I mm-hmm. love her. I want to have my own farm one day. I'm like shit in it, but I'm gonna have a lot bunch of workers tend to it. But I just want to look what? at it. <laughs> Listen, be like, same. wow, I did this. Yeah, I bought all this, <laughs> and I even paid my employees <laughs> a living wage. Come on, <laughs> oh, <cool>. uh, 
<laughs> All right. Next question. If you had to make a dish entitled The Bussy, what would it include? Oh, my God. It has to be. Oh, my God. My oxtail dish. My like that's and I learned this from my cousin. My cousin used to make oxtail because I love oxtail and she made it for me like like years ago and I like did my own twist to it but like my oxtail is like hands fucking down like delicious sop it up with a fucking biscuit like amazing so I would name that bus I would name that bussy for sure okay look we love oxtail over here we're okay. saying oxtails over here yeah daily. love oxtail daily okay yeah all right. Um, you have mentioned that cooking for that cooking is love for you, and mm-hmm. that if you are cooking for someone, then you are sharing love with them. What was the first time you felt loved by someone's cooking, as well as the first time you demonstrated love by cooking? I mean, definitely my mom. I mean, I talk about her all the obviously. That's my bill. I love her. But I talk about her like all the time because that's how she gave love to us. Like other than like, you know, what a typical moms are amazing. We all know that. But it's like for her, she didn't really fall in love with cooking until um, she divorced my dad. And so she wasn't like that. She was a good cook, but not that great of a cook. So whenever we would go to my dad's house, like on the weekends or like whatever, she would always try different recipes. And my mom is like the best cook ever to me. So she was always like, you know, I just wanted you guys to have good food. Like, you know, I wanted you to sit down at a dinner table with, with me and with your brother to just enjoy food. And like, it, it brought so much joy to me. Like every day it was, we would sit down for a homemade meal every day after school. Like no matter what, we always sat down and had dinner. Like, and it was something, it was always something different. And she, even if she was tired after work, like she always cooked for us. So it's just, that's the first memory of love and cooking for me. And I think for uh, when I first made, for me, it was probably college. Like when I really was like, like I've always loved cooking it and my mom would always allow me to cook like in the kitchen I started doing like bake sales and then I started cooking for my dad's like memorial day cookout he would allow me to um because I was a baker at first so I would bake the cakes for the cookout I was so my parents they really let me do anything but (laughs) I would make I would bake cakes but anyway I guess in college when like we would be like we were broke as fuck it was taco night And so I would always make tacos and like, I feel like that's how we would all just gather what we would watch. Remember when like back in the day, like people would like watch the video, the video of the month or video of the week. And like, we would always just like make tacos. And like, that was, that's what I, yeah. So tacos. Yes. I love black people. We love making tacos. Like that is things too. I love that. Um, do you have like any food fears? Like, is there a dish or ingredient that intimidates you, so to speak? I love I love octopus. I just cannot touch it. 
Yeah. Like I made, like there's a, I go to a really great fish market, but I don't know the thought of just like, it's like slimy and like going around. Oh my God. I just fucking can't, but I've made it before. I just, it's a thing. Like octopus is like a thing for me. Wait. So, okay. So with octopus, like it's still like moving too. No, no, no. So what there's is that that's like moving that I've been seeing. Like people will cut it and then that's I see, octopus. That's still octopus. Okay. That's still octopus because I think octopus, like even after like it's dead, like it will still be moving. Because like yeah, it's just I'm like getting grossed out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's gross. No, it's just like because like you have to like blanch it or you have to like boil it first and then it's like you can grill it and all that but you have to remove like the suction from the middle of it uh-huh. i love octopus i just i have a thing with it so that's i don't, I don't want anything that moves <laughs> well all food moves well all protein you know yeah all protein moves all protein moves and seafood uh-huh. yeah but not when it's dead Seafood, not when it's yeah. Seafood moves when it's like dead sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it can like when you yeah, sometimes it can be like dual well <laughs> like glitch. Like, oh, glitch. It's like, oh, I know you're about to eat me. <laughs> right. Like when you put when you put lobster in boiling water, they scream. Oh. I know. <laughs> they scream when you put it's like <laughs> see when i think of stuff like that i get sad and i'm like i need to be a vegetarian but then i, I love that i love yeah. i love meat <laughs> <laughs> and that's my next thought that's always my next thought i'm like no i love meat <laughs> come on come on okay so if you were to make a meal for your favorite chef or cook of all time first of all who is that <sighs> like your favorite chef or cook okay i grew up on the food network so for mm-hmm. me ina garden is like i love that white woman like she is just i don't i think because she makes it look easy and she's like she's not a trash uh what is that? oh my god am i drunk she's not a classically trained chef and neither am i she just really loves to cook yeah like she's opened up different like um, I think restaurants, but like, she's just, and the way she talks, she's like, oh my God, isn't that easy? So how easy is that? Like, I just love the way it's very easy for her. And like, she'll, she makes a cocktail that's like boozy. Mm-hmm. I would, if I could, it would be her and then Leah Chase of Dookie Chase, because she's also not classically trained. I know, RIP. But like, she started from like, just cooking to make her family feel good and eat so like those are two people that i would love to cook for okay so what would it be that you oh, would- what would I-, I didn't finish the question because i was like who is this person but i'm oh, uh, sorry yes what would it what would uh what would you cook for for leah chase and what would you cook for ina garden oh my god i don't know i would make my mom's mac and cheese Cause my mom's Puerto Rican, even that we can, we're, we can get into that. Cause like she's black, but you know, you yeah. know, Hispanic, yeah. you, you know, that, that people, people confuse, but <laughs> my mom's mac and cheese, I don't care. My mom's mac and cheese can go up against any restaurant, anyone. 
So I would make that for them, especially because Ina says she's because she's white and I don't believe like whatever. But you know, I think <laughs> you don't believe she makes good mac and cheese. I got gotcha. you. I got you it. Know, it's just like <laughs> you know, yeah, like limitations. That's okay. That's all yeah. Right. So you know, we you might not make the best casserole. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right. I so, love casserole. They do I love casserole. They love a casserole. Love a casserole. Love a casserole. I never even thought about that. They love a casserole. Shout out to the white people who like who who um listen who like <laughs> casserole. I don't think. I think I think they fell off for season four. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> we ran them away. Shout out to all the white people that listen um yeah shout out to the white people who listen um yeah shout out to yes but not really um anyway no, okay, okay. All <laughs> hey uh hey, hey how oh you doing oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to to design a cookware set what would mm-hmm. be the name of it and what would differentiate you differentiate you from other cookware lines Oh my God. I don't know. It would be cast iron. It would be, it would be a cast iron, even though everyone has, so it's probably not different, differ that word. I can't, I can't say that. Diff, different, it's a hard word. Differentiate. Um, it would be called Ita because that's my mom's nickname of when she was growing up, her sisters couldn't pronounce Evelyn. So they would call her Ita. And so it was just like a nickname growing up um I would name anything after my mom so that would be it but it would be like probably a cast iron but maybe like a colorful cast iron pan you know I was just about to say it could be like a a color yeah like kind of I know right so that's like that but I don't know no I was wondering I mean like you could do something different than Lake Crusade you can have pattern maybe a yeah maybe a pattern that's true Mm -hmm. maybe a pattern quotes from black women yeah in the middle yeah I don't know but or maybe maybe yours is already like seasoned you know like with like seasoning or something because yeah so I don't know because I would get a cast iron skillet that got like a rose is still a rose Aretha Franklin look okay there's a rose out there. I haven't met it once or twice before. Come on. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shout out to Elise Neal. We don't talk about Elise Neal enough, but she was a, she was popping in 97. Okay, 97. <laughs> she really was. She, she really was like in everything. She was in everything. Okay. TV shows, movies, videos. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Wait, right. can I ask you a question? What is your favorite cookware set? Great uh-huh. Jones is a great, especially for like, I don't want to say millennials. Like I know I get we're all millennials, but like yeah. Great Jones has a really great cookware set that's like affordable and it's like colorful. So like it's functional cookware that's also pretty. And that's what I really like about them. And they have, I think everyone should have a Dutch oven. Like everyone needs to have a Dutch oven. Like- and it's, it's basically like a Dutch oven just controls like a lot of heat. And so it gets your food super tender, but, um, yeah, great Jones is like favorite. 
And I, you know, Chrissy Teigen for for Target has really great. Also, Rachel Ray. People sleep on Rachel Ray and Target. Very good. Okay, shout out to Chrissy. Um, shout out to Chrissy. <laughs> um, she gives them an nerves sometimes, but overall, she's a she's yeah. She overall, a like yes, that's what it is. It's like overall, you like her, but. There's moments where you're just like, shut up, girl. Yeah, like she, yeah, she does. I think she does a lot sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. I'm I'm a lot sometimes. But anyway. Right. Same. <laughs> um, most recently, when I think about a celeb that loves to eat, I think about the rapper Sweetie. Um, yeah. that, that motherfucker is always eating something. And it's generally, I just be like, why? But anyways. If you were to make a meal based on her signature phrase, I know that's right, what would you include in the dish? I know, I know that's right. Right. I know that's right. <laughs> and you got to do it with the bird head. I know that's right. I feel like that's like, I don't know. Given like, I'm getting like a juicy burger. I don't know why I'm getting that, but like, you know, when you have like a really good fucking burger and yeah. it's like dripping down like your hand and you're like, Ooh, I know that's right. Like yes. you're like, that's, it's giving like a juicy, like maybe a bacon cheeseburger Ooh. with American cheese. Like, Ooh, now I want a burger. Like that's like, I don't know why it's giving burger, but you know how you like, Ooh, that burger is good. Yes, when you said dripping down your your forearm, I knew it was good. Yeah, you're like, I, I, yeah. I felt it. I know that's right. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. Like it's like, ooh, I love sweetie. A queen. Okay. I love her and her prison uh-huh. food. That she- like <laughs> when I Amber knows when she did that fucking ramen and on the oyster, I literally sent it. I said, is this okay? Like, is this? Wait, what did she do? She put ramen sauce in ramen the on the. Oh. <laughs> on an oyster. Was it chicken? I don't know what flavor it was. <laughs> she just said that it was ramen seasoning in the oyster and then she ate it. And I was just like, I don't. Anyways, shout out to Sweetie. Shout out to Sweetie. People were mad about the ranch on the spaghetti. I have had ranch or like a ranch in spaghetti, but it wasn't that much. Like it looked like she put. <laughs> it was so. Mad. Have you seen that? No. no but that, but I like ranch on pizza, so I can. Okay. Get, I get it, but no. Not I have like you know how like you have like some salad and then you have some spaghetti. And somehow and it gets on the is or something. And I'm like, oh okay, this don't right. taste too right. bad. Right. So I understand it, but the how much she put on there Ooh. that was that was alarming for me. Yeah, yeah. But I can like if there's like like you said like. You know, it's next to it. Cause I like when my food mixes to like I love that. I love a mixed together food situation. But like not when you're just like you know all that shit. So Yeah, it was it was a lot. Shut up. That sound bite was probably like You know what's bad? Cause when the sound bite happened, I thought about, ooh, that sounds like an air fart. It does. 
like after you have anal sex and that like that air come out your butt. Yo. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like it sounds like it's like a yeah. You know, there, yeah. I yeah, could like after that. anal sex, the air just comes. Um, at least that's for me. Um, and then when I talk to my other friends about it, they say the same thing. <laughs> like them air, the air just be coming out. Anyways, oh, <laughs> Amber looks so perplexed. Like, I don't think I, oh, I was just like, wow. <laughs> Pussy parts. Yeah. We have, yeah. We have a, what are they? Uh, queefs? A queef, right. A queef. I couldn't yeah. think of the name. I was like, we got queefs. queefs. A queef. <laughs> And those don't sound like <laughs> no, those sounds you're just like, oh my god, sorry. <laughs> right. <It's kind> of like, <laughs> yeah. What's not, happening down here? <laughs> it's very it's not cute. It's not cute. <laughs> like that's why I was like looking like, wow, I was like, anal farts sound nicer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes. 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 Yeah. Um <laughs> Anyways, last last E question. What are your top three seasonings? Salt, because people get confused. Salt brings out flavor. So salt should is always should be in your cabinet. Salt, pepper, red pepper flakes. Okay. You know, just add hot sauce, a little spicy yeah, situation. Pepper, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> you know, so. come on. I, it's like a shoulder shimmy. Yeah, like red pepper. I mean, I salt like the basics. Those are the basics, and that's yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be. I don't know. I'll probably think of it later. Like, no, it's probably not. But yeah. No, I like the look. Look, look. Keep it basic because for a bitch like me. I need it to be simple. Or maybe, no, no, no. I'll stick to that. Okay. I'll stick to that. I'm okay. overthinking it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to go into pray. We start pray saying it was the same damn question. What is your passion? My passion is cooking, but it leads to my passion is helping people feel confident in the kitchen because I feel like with cooking, people are really intimidated and you can get all the cookbooks in the world. And even when I read cookbooks, I'm like, that is a lot of fucking steps. Or just like, you're like, what did you say? Or, you know, and I love to cook and I've took a ton of cooking classes, but my passion is helping people just be confident in the kitchen and knowing that they can really cook anything they set their minds to. So um, that's really my passion. And just, you know, Keep cooking for people. I fuck with it. Come yeah. on. Well, since that wasn't the next question I had planned, but since you brought it up. Oh, oh I did. <laughs> it's fine. No, I, look, we love this. We love this. <laughs> um, as you are a proponent of being confident in the kitchen, how did you personally gain your own confidence in the kitchen? And how has cooking in general increased your overall confidence slash self-esteem? I mean trial and error for sure. And you have to, you have to mess up. Like you have to mess up. Like I'm not perfect in the kitchen. I think no chef, no cook, no one is perfect in the kitchen always because kitchen is like, 
it's trial and error. And I think you really just have to like mess up to really gain your confidence. Like, okay, like I know what worked, what didn't work. And like, this is what's the result of that. Um, I think it's just helped me be more confident in my life. Cause I'm like, I'm going to mess up. Everyone messes up. And so it's like, how do you learn from that from with cooking when you mess up you're like okay I know not to do that next time so I kind of take that and like put that in, in every aspect of my life that that's kind of like a weird analogy but like it's really true I don't know I don't think that's a weird analogy at all you're gonna like you're gonna fuck up with cooking like you're going to fuck up like and you're gonna fuck up with life too and you're gonna fuck up with life but it's like how yeah. you maneuver through it and it's just like okay well that happened and you know how you bounce back? Yes, come on. That, okay. That's a yeah. word. <laughs> Why do you enjoy teaching others how to cook? Like, what do you get from that? It's always when I get a DM or like a text and people are so shocked that they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that I cooked this. Cause it's like, it's not like I, like, yeah, I provided the recipe or like giving you like the steps and tips and tricks, but you're ultimately the one that's doing it, doing it because everyone's palate is different and everyone's stove is different. Everyone's seasonings are different. Everyone can be heavy handed or light handed, but it's like, you're ultimately the one cooking it. So it's like, I just love for people to like, at the end result, when they first taste something, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. I'm like, I'm not like, you're using like, you're using like your senses and like it's time and it's senses and it's and it's preparation but it's like you're the one doing it so I love I love that reaction sometimes it's not that reaction sometimes I'm like well you fucked with it too much and that's what happened but I but it's always I always getting love getting the text or the dms and people like oh my god like and it's always like when they cook for someone it's always cooking for someone and they're like my daughter loved it or my boyfriend loved it, or my mom loved it because that they're giving love to that person. So that's my favorite, favorite thing. Favorite. Thing. Dope. I have a question. So you, um, so you're always talking about um, teaching people how to cook. One thing that I have noticed um, when I do cook and when I've made like some of like my best dishes, um, I have felt, I literally have felt like, my grandmother like with me in spirit like telling me like what to put inside like literally like when I heard people say like the ancestors led me to cook yeah like I feel that is I was just gonna ask like is that something that you hear often and like what do you think contributes to that like I mean I always talk about like letting your ancestors guide you through cooking because they didn't have measuring spoons or teaspoons or fucking like all the shit back in the day like yeah we have I I curse so much I realize I curse so much but um we say a lot of curses okay but (laughs) I always feel that because I always tell people like follow a recipe yes but it's always how you feel and like do you need more salt? Do you need more pepper? Do you need more acidity? Like it's always like a feeling. Cooking is a feeling. It's not a recipe is there to guide you. It's to guide, not follow step by step. That's why in a lot of my recipes, it's always like, like a tablespoon or so. 
or like it's salt and pepper to taste because it's everything depending on your palate. But like with, especially with my cooking, I always feel my grandfather because he was like a really great cook mm-hmm. and he like a great Puerto Rican cook. And like, he, I can always hear him be like, ah, no, that's, that's enough. Or like, no, a little bit more, more garlic. So it's always like that. I always like, and I, I totally understand what you're saying. Cause I always feel like, cause cooking's a feeling and that's how everyone should feel like when they're cooking. Yeah. I lost it. Like, it was like, I had it and like now I'm cooking and I don't, I don't feel my grandmother anymore. And I don't know what that means or what that is. You might just be in like, cause sometimes I don't feel my grandparents all the time, but mm-hmm. sometimes I like, I love to cook, but sometimes I don't like to cook all the time. Yeah. Like you might, especially cause of the pandemic and that's a whole other mind fuck. Like sometimes I'm not, I'm not in a cooking spirit, you know? I know that. And funny. like, I feel like, my food isn't coming out good. Like there was like a week where I was cooking and like, I would not put the recipe up. Cause I'm like, this is not good to me. Even though my boyfriend would be like, no, I think it's good. But I'm like, something was off. Like my energy was off. Like it, I just, it was not good. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, okay. So, uh, you, uh, brought up like being, um, uh, Latinx and being Afro-Latino, what would you tell a Black or Latinx woman about entering the business of cooking? I mean, listen, I'm still getting my footing and I'm still breaking into the market and like still trying to grow my following and like my brand. So, I mean, the biggest thing, cause I was in my head for so long, like, cause I started my blog in 2017 And then I started cooking with friends in 2019, but I was just in my head for so long of like, I need the right equipment. I need the right lighting. I don't have enough followers. Like, well, well, like I just was thinking about so much that during the pandemic, and I think the pandemic for, not I think it, but it, you know, like it gave me a lot and it gave me a lot of perspective and time to really think about what I want out of life. So for me, just for anyone, it's just like, just do it. Like, fuck your thoughts, imposter syndrome, like your anxiety. You just have to do it because if that what makes you feel good and like that's your passion, just keep putting yourself out there and then everything will fall into place. Because I think that's what happened for me. Everything fell into place because when it's falling into place even more because mm-hmm. I'm putting my passion out there. And it's like, it's just God has worked in so many different ways. Just keep doing it. That that's my biggest advice. Cause it's hard, but like, you know, very yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think- <laughs> no, I think that that's just like good advice for anything, not even just like cooking. I think yeah. a lot of times we're just like always in our heads about um what, how this will, at least for me, I'm always thinking about how this is going to make me look or, um, I'm not good enough or, you know, I don't have enough experience or this or that. And it's just like, sometimes the biggest hurdle is just getting over those thoughts. And that is, (laughs) it's easier for me. Like I had to, I'm doing a pop-up soon and the reason why I'm saying this out loud, because then I'm forcing myself to do it, but 
Um, and I strategy. Listen, I was like, if I say it, I'm going, I'm going to do it. So like, I'm really bad in math, really bad in math. And so when I was younger, I was diagnosed with like dyslexia. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just don't know what I'm I'm just really awful at math. Like me comprehending numbers is just like, it takes me a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so I always thought about it. I was like, is that why I'm always bad at math? Cause like, I'm dyslexic and math. So I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I had to do the budget for the pop-up and like break down, like, well, how many onions goes into this? And like, I, my boyfriend, who's very great in math was helping me, but it was taking me so long to do something like do the equation. And I was just like, I don't like, I was crying like uncontrollable. I was like, I don't understand why this is so hard. And he was like, listen, it can be hard, but just don't stop. Like, cause that's the thing. Like once you stop, then that, then you're failing, but like, just don't stop and just keep doing the equation over and over until it makes sense for you. Yeah. And I was just like, I just don't but I got there. I mean, I still got to do some of it, but like, <laughs> just like, keep going, like keep going for everything in life. Yeah. Hmm. Come on. Words on top of words. Okay. Life lesson. I'm not rambling because of my Aperol spritz. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love it. Keep drinking. Yeah, we love it. Look, some of our, some, one of our best episodes when I was tipsy as a motherfucker. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. So you are like so happy like (laughs) all the time um well at least I don't know if you're happy all the time but you know you're a happy person I'm a happy person but I'm not happy all the time yes so in what ways do you maintain your joy I know this sounds corny but cooking for like I like I like I don't like no like for but like cooking really does maintain my joy because like when I'm upset at the world like for me when I cook I'm it's self-care for myself mm-hmm. right right Self, self-care for myself so it's like I'm making myself feel good and like it's a it's a journey from like start to finish that you see something come to fruition from like the seasoning to the raw meat and like everything being cooked and like the flavors on flavors on flavors that you're building. So for me, cooking is really, that's what brings me joy. And also a fucking bath. I did not get into baths until the pandemic. Mm. And it's like everything to me. Like Sunday, like I take a bath every Sunday and like light candles and like sip my glass of wine. And like, it's just so relaxing. First of all, this is real bougie. You got candles in the <laughs> wine. Yes, come on. Like, I, it's just like, and I I, I think I'll, I'll sit for maybe like five songs because then I start to get high and I'm like, oh my God, I'm sweating. Like it's too much. But like for me, like a bath is just so joyous I love a bath and my morning walks my morning walks my morning nigga sleep on morning walks morning walks and I didn't start getting into that until the pandemic because like because I think the pan and tell me if I'm like talking too much but like this is why I'm not rushing for the world to open back up because if you think about it like we were just going through life like we were just like Okay, especially if you live in New York, right? So like both you guys do or did like Savoy, because you're back in the Midwest, right? No, I'm in Virginia now. Oh, you're in Virginia? What part of Virginia? Alexandria. Oh, cute! DMV! 
Oh, cute. Okay. 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 I love that. But okay. Anyway, listen, the, walk with me here. Walk with me here. Yes. So we were like in New York. I take a long walk. A long walk. Like we would get up, go to work, like do our work, go to happy hour maybe, or like go to some industry event. On the weekends, like we would like be somewhere, brunch, day party. Like we were just not doing stuff that was so like cohesive to like our wellness that we were just going through life. So like now that we had to like sit the fuck down in the house all day, every day for months, it was like, okay, so what do you want out of life? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, like for me, that's when like cooking took off. But like I started going on my walks because like, I don't have to start work until 10. So I, and I'm an early riser. So I would wake up at seven, like, well, what the fuck am I about to do? So I just started going on walks and I would walk like three miles before like nine o'clock and I would get like my cup of coffee and I would listen to a podcast, but like that morning walk, everything. The morning walk, like I've been, well, since I got to Virginia, I've been doing, doing a walk like every morning even if it's just like, just like walk to get my coffee. So it would be like yeah. less than a mile, but it's just like, it just calms me. Like today I did probably like two and a half, three miles. And I was yeah. like, I just felt so much clearer. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm at a place now where I'm just kind of starting to build like a morning routine and kind of get settled um, into that. But the morning, morning walk, routine. I'm telling you, has saved the bitch life. Yes. And also I'm, saved the life of others. Yes. The morning routine and the morning walks. I'm like, cause I had a pan, I'll, we can get to that, but I had a panic attack a couple, like maybe a month ago. And it was like, I'm, I have anxiety, but like, I think everyone has anxiety, but, it, but that panic attack took me to a point where I've never seen myself like that. And I was just like, Hmm. I was like, all right, that was a little scary. <laughs> and then I went, I had, it was when it was snowing that crazy snow day. Yeah. And I was like, I just have to walk outside. I was like, I just have to walk outside. I called my big sister Janelle. And I was like, I was like, I just can't. And I sat and just watched this little boy build a snow, a snowman. And I was like, and when I came back, I finally thought I felt great, but like those walks love them. Okay. Biggest performance for the morning walk. Yes. All right, you list your mother as a reason, inspiration for why you cook today. How exactly did she inspire you, and what ways does she inspire you outside of the kitchen? Oh my god, my mom's my bitch. I love her, but <laughs> she is—I mean, she is like the strongest person I know. She's a single mom. My dad was very much in my life. Like that's—I I don't want to take that away from him. But like my mom, I was with my mom all the time. And I think because my brother was with my dad, because obviously a black man, like a black son needs to have a black man in his life, all that shit. So I was with my mom a lot. So, and she like started over when she got divorced. And like, she told me like a couple of years ago, she was like, I filed for bankruptcy when I got, when I got divorced because like we didn't have any money. And so it was a way to start over. And I, Mind you, never knew any of this. I thought we were living this cute life in, in Silver Spring. I was like going to private school. Like I never wanted for anything. And my mom was just so strong. And she like, 
she would, I can get emotional, but like my mom would cook every day, tired as fuck in her, in her little business suit. She would change into her sweatpants and like, she would cook for us every day so that every PTA meeting, every soccer practice, like everything. So for me, she was, she's just so inspirational and like, she's really great with money. And that's why, like, she's so, and I'm not great with money. I'm learning, you know, beauty and the budget, shout out beauty and the budget. But <laughs> she just, she started her life over and, at, and she was like 40. And I was just like, damn, like, and bought a house. She bought her second condo where she like lives her cute little retired life now. But it's like, she just inspires me every day, like every day strongest person I know oh love her shout out to moms shout out to moms <laughs> um because I obviously I've known you for a minute um yeah. I know your aunt Carmen aka um I learned this today aka peach vodka auntie how did you find that when I saw that I died you put it in one of your um when you were making um oxtails with died her, laughing your cousin so i was like come on peace um vodka auntie and i know she was married to her partner for over 40 years mm-hmm. how would you describe your experience seeing black queer love at such an early age and how do you yeah. think that has shaped your views on love and queerness in general as a, I, as a heterosexual black woman <laughs> yeah i mean like it was normal seeing my my aunts together like they didn't come out until they were both 50 and like yeah so like they but even though they lived together and so every time because like that when I when I used to visit New York they used to live in Washington Heights and I'm like I'm going to my aunt's house like they live in Harlem I thought that was Harlem like I was like they live in Harlem like they they have a balcony looking over the George like they always live together so I I in the back of my head, I always thought, I was like, is Fifi gay? And I asked my mom one time and she was like, no, I, I don't think so. No. But then they came out on my aunt's 50th birthday. We were all going on a cruise together and it was all of her lesbian friends. And she was like, listen, I got to come out now. But for me, that was just, it was seeing love and like plain and simple. So like for me, like the LGBTQ a Come on, I plus yes, come on. I like it was just I get very like defensive about it because like for me, that's what I saw growing up. So it was just like I like they love each other. Fuck, like just let people love each other, you know? And like that was love. Like they went through, they got married when I think they were like fifth, like old, like 55, six. I think they were both like 60. And then my aunt passed away from cancer my other aunt and so it was just like seeing like that you're just like I don't understand why I don't understand but it's like so for me that like love is truly love and seeing that I'm just yeah like fuck relax people just (laughs) like like that's love you know no matter which way it forms you know that's love so okay okay um so um at you're living in New York now and mm-hmm. obviously you lived here before in your early 20s um what made you return and what 
did you learn about yourself the first time that made you return made returning the second time easier? Oh wow, that's a deep question. Wow. <laughs> that is deep. I never thought about that. Um, I think everything will work out because the first time around, me and my roommate Kelly, who we lived together the whole time in New York, and then when I left, um, everything we were so broke that like I I really wonder like how did we survive? We survived off dates. So we would go on dates like every week. We'd like, okay, bring on this guy to eat. But like, yeah. like I just, I, I love how y'all be like, we survived off dates. Dates, <laughs> like dates, but everything will work out. And so I think coming back like older, cause I, I was 29 when I left when I was 26, I think. Came back at 29. Clearly, DC was a cute little stunt, but whatever. Um, and I, everything will work out. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Like I think if you the first the first two years of New York is just hazing. I really just yeah. <laughs> if you make it past the first two years, I always tell people like you've done a good job. Right. Um, right. What an amazing job. You made it past the first two years. You didn't slit your wrist. You didn't, you didn't fight nobody. Maybe you like, did. Or point hey, they healed. I know that's right. I know that's right. Um, but yeah, I look in particular for me, like when I was moving this this summer. I just started going through like my old like tax paperwork. And I think in like 2012, well, no, 2011, I made $12,000. How the fuck? New York City. It's insane. Y'all, I don't know how I did it. Like I I literally, I was like, you sure? 12? Listen, because I was in PR at first. Y'all PR people pay nothing. And Child, it's ghetto. I mean, it's not even ghetto. It's very trailer park. Like, and I remember my first, the first, uh, she, she hired me. And I remember I called my mom. I was like, oh my gosh, she hired me. Like, I'm going to be making like $40,000. Like, I'm going to be making money. She told me, she was like, so I'll give you $300 a week. And I was like, huh? I was like, that's not livable. Like, that what? It will work out. <laughs> uh, it's very good. Oh, mm. anyways. New York is, uh, first two years is definitely hazing. You are correct on that. Yes, it's very much hazing. And it don't matter what age you are. Like, you come to this bitch at 22, you can come to this bitch at 32. The first two years is hazing. Mm-hmm. Don't, be tw- don't think like oh I know bitches like older bitches listening like oh bitch I'm 35 I'm about to move to New York it's gonna be fine you are hazed at whatever age okay because like yeah because it's like what the fuck is this what right why would the I train. why did I choose this to do do this to myself mm-hmm. okay anyways <laughs> um so what does it mean to to you to be Afro-Latina 
And has it been a struggle for you to mix your Black heritage with your Latin heritage? I feel like we, me and my friends always talk about this, but. <laughs> I, I hear Afro-Latina so much. Sorry to, to cut you off, but I hear I so much and I really like, I get it, but I don't, I, I sometimes wonder like, what is the experience like? Cause I feel like it's become like a buzz thing now. Yeah, it's a total like buzzword. So I think there's Afro-Latino when it comes to like a Puerto Rican or like a Dominican or a Colombian or whatever that, that we get deep with it, that know where they come from. So they reference themselves as like an Afro-Latino because they, they realize like the black African experience is where they come from. I hate to sound politically incorrect, but they just got off the boat first. So like they're all, we're all black. So, but for me, I'm Afro-Latina and the, I'm black and Puerto Rican. I'm not full Puerto Rican. So I think it's been not a struggle, but it's like, I was raised super heavily on my Puerto Rican side, but I was also raised heavily on my dad's on my dad's black side. So it's like, I think there's always a struggle of like, who do I relate to the most? Because it's like, they like, the Puerto Ricans like, oh, you're not Puerto Rican. You don't look Puerto Rican. Your hair is not Puerto, like loose curls or whatever. You don't speak Spanish because I can barely get by. But it's like, I was raised like that. So it's, I relate more to my black side, but I am an Afro-Latina. But then there's also some shit that like, I'll be like, I'll tell my boyfriend, I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, because we have like Black Night where we watch all the Black movies that I didn't watch growing up. So it's like, my, <laughs> like my mom has raised me like, we'll listen to all the salsa music on a Saturday. And so she'll throw in Anita Baker and Celine Dion. And then my dad will have like smooth jazz, 95.5. Like, you know, so it's like, it's difficult. Wait, I think I'm from Maryland. Okay. There's a 95.5 smooth jazz station in Chicago, which is funny. And that's why I was like, what? Yeah. Smooth, oh, like, I think, sorry. I feel like that, like, everywhere, ha- but it's like the smooth jazz. Maybe, I think it's smooth jazz. 105.9. I think that's it. But so May is 105.9. They did a smooth jazz and it was like W and it's like 95.5. Yeah, it was okay. All right. Anyway, that's so random. Keep going. So sorry. Keep talking no. about heritage. No, I think it's just like I have both sides. And like I do relate. Obviously, the way I look when you look at me, like you are a black woman and I relate to that. So like, but there are parts of me that relate more to like my Puerto Rican side. I think more so like the food, but like there's parts where I relate more to my black side. I know it's a, it's a push and pull. It's a push and pull, you know? Look, that's how I feel about my me and my queerness. Um <laughs> Like, oh. Yeah. And then you have people who are like, well, you don't look Puerto Rican, you don't speak Spanish. I'd be like, okay, girl. Like, yeah, but you know, people are ignorant. So know? ignorant. So ignorant. Yeah. I don't fry chicken that well. I don't fry chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I have been scarred since I was in college. I made fried chicken for my boyfriend one time. 
we were dating in college. There's another boyfriend. And I undercooked the chicken. And ever since then, I've been terrified. That's rude and validity. Yeah. <laughs> you were at Hampton while you, while you were cooking raw. <laughs> so look, balance, balance. Balance, balance, exactly balance. Um, I don't know. I would think of it like, like this. This might not, I might be oversimplifying it and it might not be similar, but so like my mom's side of the family is from the South. My dad's side of the family is from the North. They're both black people, but they're just from different areas. Right. And and sometimes like, and I grew up in the South, like with my mom and all that stuff, but I'm still also very much so, you know, from Chicago area, right. Midwestern girl, but like that Southern thing just draws me in. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people are like, discredit a lot of like Afro-Latinas because even in like black American communities, because a lot of times, you know, uh, people who are Puerto Rican or Dominican or Colombian, like they don't, sometimes they don't like recognize that they're black, even though that they look just like all of us. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's I, what we'll see, but then also, but it's still like, regardless, we are all, we all came from this continent mm-hmm. of Africa and we, like you said, we just got, some got off the boat first, second, third, fourth. And that's what, I mean, like there's a whole, I think there's a whole discussion on like the black experience in like Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Cuba, like, cause if you go, and there's also, if you go to Puerto Rico, like you go up North, like deep, deep, deep. They all look like us, darker than us. Like my great grandmother was super, super dark, mm-hmm. super dark. And it's like to not like reference that where you came from. To me, it's kind of like mind boggling. Like, well, where the fuck do you think your skin color came from? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's weird. Like I remember when I was younger, um, we would have like people come in and talk to us like parents and um, this boy he his mom was Puerto Rican and she was darker than me and I remember she was like I'm Puerto Rican and we all were like no you're not you don't look like J-Lo right right yeah (laughs) like you know like we were just dumbass kids and she was like no like you know just like your your fam like just like southern black Americans like pick cotton we was picking sugar cane we that was our thing so it was like so that was like the first time I was like oh it was nice to see that and then and Celia Cruz also is like my first time seeing like. Oh yeah, so Celia Cruz like she was she was Cuban and dark. Yes, that was like my first time seeing. I like, yeah, that's why I'm. Yeah. Sca- this is a rant, sorry, but this no. is kind of scared that that might even happen to like Black Americans because we're not seeing a lot of like darker skinned people on TV a lot of times, and I'm just like, are we, is it going to be to this where people are going to be like? in a couple not a couple of years but like in 30 years where they were like you're not black american you're well that's it. we could listen this could be a whole, whole topic because have you started noticing there's a lot of like interracial couples on commercials now yeah and like even like the palatable black person on tv is lighter skin or i don't know it's it's we've come a long way We've come a long way, but it's 
It's weird. Still a lot of work. It's still a lot of work. Yeah. And I have definitely noticed the um the the multiracial couples in the yeah. I'm just like yeah. Like when did this become a thing? Right. Right. Um, like before. Anyways, um, right, we got off topic, and I know. Sorry, I can do that. It's, no, I, it's, listen, I can get off topic too. Child, that is more than fine. <laughs> um, how have you balanced your career as a marketing executive with your career and passion as a chef? Uh, um, it's hard because it's like I work. I work um, at an agency. I work at Team of Fifty, so we're busy a lot all the time. So the ba- I mean, I have a supportive job, so um, it helps when they're supportive. So they know like, this is my passion. Like my first cooking class, it was most of Team Epiphany. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have very supportive coworkers and senior leadership. So that helps, but it, it, the balancing is hard because it's like, you have to cook and then it's like, but you have to get your work done. But then it's like, so most of my weekends are, are not weekends anymore. It's shooting food recipes or like I'm up early in the morning shooting or like from like seven to 10 is like just at hot sauce time. And then 10 to seven is team epiphany time. And then it's like seven to nine. It's like, I'm editing like photos or recipes so it's like yeah it's hard but you know I have to keep remembering to fill into Alex first and then all of that will come mm-hmm. okay oh, good. I know that's right I know that's right <laughs> okay <laughs> all right Ooh. fill in yes come on fill into Alex first yes all right so we're ready for that this I'm ready for that Come on, your spritz is going to be perfect for this. Um, Do you have any rules or guidelines for cooking for a significant other? If so, what are they? Okay, so I'm crazy in the kitchen. Don't, my kitchen's my domain. I don't want you coming in there, like, because we have a small kitchen, so it's very much like, when you got to open the refrigerator, I'm at the stove, and it's just like, just don't come into my kitchen. Just don't come into my kitchen. Like sometimes like there are times when me and my partner will be in the kitchen at the same time. And I always have to be like, Alex, just relax because it's just my domain. And so I just like to be alone when I cook, but you know, but I am always, if it's a first thing, it's a, if it's a recipe, like I'm trying out, I'm always like, okay, what do you think? So I always like, for him or you know my partner to be very like okay like oh this is too salty or this is good maybe too spicy so come on i want to be a t- i want to i want my man to cook for me i ain't got one but when they, when i get one okay <laughs> <laughs> ah constantly we hear we hear from bottoms or those who enjoy anal sex discuss how they don't eat before a session what would you say are some anal sex friendly meals? So we talked about this earlier. So no Brussels sprouts because they make you gassy. Okay. Um, I would probably limit any meat because it 
you know, it's a, it's heavy. It's hard to digest and it can back you up. So, you know, I would just, any type of like heavy carbs, I would like limit. So I guess you're limited to salad, but, um, I would stick to like fruits, vegetables, cucumbers are water-based fruit. So it will make you feel a lot lighter. Anything that makes you feel very light, I would, I would eat. Like I would avoid Brussels sprouts, asparagus, but asparagus makes your pee stink. Yeah. Unless you're getting a golden shower, but you know, so. Not me. For the backside. All right. Come on, I'm about to start eating cucumbers. Yeah. Before taking it. Because it's water. It's water. And dairy. Dairy. Eat dairy or stay away? No, I would would avoid dairy. (laughs) So like cheese, (laughs) ice cream, like anything heavy like that. Because like, you know, dairy for us, for Black people, it doesn't mix well. Yeah. So that will go... It'll be right there and you'll right. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I remember when I was younger, I ate Chipotle and then had anal sex. Never did that again. Ooh, what happened? It just wasn't pretty. Um, it wasn't ugly as it could have been, but it wasn't pretty either. Yeah. So, <laughs> it was young, early gay boy, not knowing a motherfucking thing. Yeah. I, listen, trying trial and error, you know. Trial and error, like thinking, trial and error. Like <laughs> trial and error. Like, try trial and anal. That's how trial and anal. Trial and anal. Okay. So you have been in a relationship for a few years now. What makes the sex better now than it was in the beginning, in your opinion? Um, intimacy. I will say that intimacy. Cause I think when you're first starting to, um, you know, when you're dating someone, you're just like a horny rabbit. So you're just like, I just want to fuck all the time. Like you're just like, I am so horny. And we were also younger. Like I was in my twenties and he was in his early thirties. But like, I think for me, what makes it, it's, it's intimacy. And it's just like, we're more comfortable with each other because he's the first man that I've been with that actually cares if I come or not. And like men. The first one, child. Girl, and I'm turning 33. And it's just like, cause you know, niggas out here are some shit. You said it some shit and I felt like I was like I was like wait so what was I doing all before like what was I well you know so he like the voice now what was I come on what was I doing before those were dark years you know those were just dark years like damn so like the guy was just getting off and didn't give a fuck about if I came or not or or orgasm or even like it felt good because sometimes I think we're not always going to orgasm every time. Like I orgasm a lot quicker with, um, not anal. Cause we're talking about anal. I'm looking at Savoy, but <laughs> with oral sex and like, I think that's just a thing for women, but it's like, yeah, niggas ain't shit. And like, this is my first relationship where I'm like, he cares that I orgasm. 
you know? And so it's like, once, if you're with someone a very long time, like it, it, sometimes it can get boring. It can be like, all right, you know, well, we've lived together, like, you know, all that. But I think it's intimacy and just being more comfortable with, with your partner, but you're just like, like, I remember I was, this is TMI. Oh my God. (laughs) Was I, he started laughing at me during sex. And I, we started cracking up. I I can't remember what we were doing, but we started laughing and I was like, this is awful. And I, I forget what it was, but we started laughing. I think I orgasmed crazy and he called me Scooby. (laughs) (laughs) And we started cracking up at that. (laughs) So yeah. I heard like somebody said tweeted that one time. I feel like they was like, if you don't, if you don't laugh with your partner during sex, you, what are you doing? And I yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm going to, but I guess if I've been with somebody long enough, the thought of them, like us laughing together at sex, like, do we really? Yeah. Cause like during sex, you're, you're vulnerable and you're very like, you know, when you orgasm or whatever, it's like, you probably make a face that you're just like, damn, what do I look like that? <laughs> you know? But yeah. So, boy, you don't be cracking jokes during sex. You <laughs> I don't be cracking jokes, but sometimes the shit I say to out loud. First of all, when I'm having sex in general, like I really think I'm a, I become a character. Like shit I be saying, like I be like, so what? Why the fuck are you doing this? But I'm just like this ass to the moment, like yeah. They say like some stupid shit, like. I would never call a man daddy in, re- in any aspect of life. See, I can't do I that. I can't do that. And I know that's weird, but it's like some people. It's not weird. People. A lot of people do it. Yeah, yeah. Like I will call you daddy. Or like I said, like even like the thought, and I said this on the last episode, like I had somebody call me a nasty bitch. Like <laughs> I didn't laugh out loud, but in my mind, I was like, that shit is fucking hilarious. Like, yes, I said, yes, I am your nasty bitch. But in my mind, I was like, like cracking up because I was like, did you really just ask me? Tell me I'm your nasty bitch. Like, but I wasn't. Oh, that is funny. That's funny. I was a nasty bitch that that day. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I crack jokes when I'm uncomfortable. So like, if there's like an awkward moment, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say something stupid. <laughs> and it's always it's so awkward because I'm just like a weirdo, but I just I can't I can't help it. Okay, so your name on social media is just at hot sauce underscore. Yeah. Um, so in celebration of that, we are going to play a game called Just Add, which okay. is us asking you what you would add to a particular situation or concept. Okay, so you got that. Like, so you're, so we're gonna give you the concept. It can be anything, right? You said what? It can be anything. Like, just add. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Anything that you think. think. All right. So, in terms of romantic love, just add intimacy. Mm. Just add intimacy, because I think people really forget about intimacy. Now, in terms of intimacy, just add. Ooh. Communication. Mm. Come on. Communicate. Communicate. 
Come on. Okay. In terms of oral sex, just add. Numbing cream. Oh my God. <laughs> like, or like a gag, like protector. I don't know. <laughs> I, my gag reflex is awful. Yeah. Same. I mean, I, it's gotten better over the years, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's trial and error. Trial and error. Trial and error. But also, I think, like, it's also, like, I feel like gag reflex is that thing that, like, you think you got it down, and then you get a new, like, you'll get to a new level of dick, and you'll be like, God damn, bitch, I, yeah. thought, I, I thought I had gotten past this point. Mm-mm. <laughs> okay. First time sex, just add. Relax. Just relax. <laughs> Maybe Xanax. Like, just <laughs> relax. Just add Xanax. Just add Xanax. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're coming back around. In okay. terms of sex, just add. Whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> Just add some whipped cream. Ooh. <laughs> so perfect, perfect segue. Come on, you was doing well with these segues. Um, <laughs> have you ever incorporated food in a bedroom? If so, what ways? And if not, um, if you had to, what food would you incorporate? I don't think I've ever incorporated food I feel like whipped, I would do like whipped cream because that's like safe and like, yeah, I feel like the most I've done is like, like the lickable, like, like oil, mm. like the oil that you can like eat. But I think, yeah, that's, I feel like food is meant for the, but there's a lot of aphrodisiacs. So I did ice, but that's not food before. That's not food. But like it's in that like round that world that <laughs> world is like yeah. But I, I feel like I would do like whipped cream or like maybe like chocolate. I don't know. Mm. Like lick, you know. Yeah, chocolate would be nice. Maybe coconut oil because like oil you can like coconut. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Coconut oil. <laughs> um, complete the following statement: My pussy is a delicacy because I'm that bitch. <laughs> like point blank motherfucking period okay amber complete the following sentence your pussy is a delicacy because damn okay see see now i'm everything you put me on the spot hey you're the only other person on this on this interview with my pussy like okay my pussy a delicacy because it's about to be vaccinated very soon. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's... <laughs> oh, we see it. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> come on. Come on. She's about to be vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. Have you... Wait, can I ask a question, Amber? Sure. Are you single? I am. Have you dated during the pandemic? Yes. And it's very hard and it's very weird. Have you had sex during the pandemic? I have, but I have 
had sex with someone who I've been having, I've had sex with this person for like, Oh, so it wasn't like a new person. It was, I have not had sex with a new person. I'm someone who's been like very like nervous around the pandemic. And then also like, I would like for us to get tested before all of this. Like, I feel like it's really easy, especially in New York. Like there's a rapid testing center, like very, very close by, but guys, I don't know. They don't be doing stuff like that. So it's a little harder, but I have had sex, but it's with someone who I've known for a very long time and that I trust and who also got tested and was like willing to do that. Um, and then yeah, but dating during the pandemic is trash. And I feel like now that I'll be vaccinated, I'll feel more comfortable. Like, I still think that people need to like try to get tested as much as possible. Cause like, if, especially if you live in a city like New York, like it's, you can go find a rapid testing center somewhere and right. then, you know, schedule your date around that. And then you'll get your results in like three hours. Both of y'all can get them. And then y'all can fuck to the cows, come home. Like it doesn't, <laughs> like, let's have some. Right. Right. <laughs> some safe sex here. Um, I'm just like kissing and like. No. Um, did I, so like all my dates have been just like very like, we're dating, we take our mask off, we go to, we we uh, hang out outside, like go to parks right. and like right. go to right. things like that. But yeah, dating during a pandemic has been. Yeah, the trailer park, it's been really bad. Uh- <laughs> I, f- I fuck new niggas during the pandemic, so. How was that? <laughs> We're um, How was that? Um, It was fine. Like the one. The one guy was like, oh, the one guy was like a scientist. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, but also like, yeah, it's a lot of layers. And if I tell too much, I'll probably tell who he is. So um, <laughs> I'll keep him. But nonetheless, I knew that he would have been staying in the house a lot. Um, okay. And then the second guy, um, it was cool. Like, I mean, I didn't. I had them, I'm, my relationship with fear is very different than the average person. I don't want to say by any means that I wasn't like scared or concerned per se, mm-hmm. um, but I would ask certain questions. And then after that, I was like, well, look, it was, it was like- Calculated risk. Yeah, know? like- Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, so I had sex with new dudes, one of which I had sex in the forest with, so, you know. Oh, the forest. Yeah, but that was like our third or fourth time having sex. That's cute. It sounds more sexy than it is. Was it a New York forest or a DMV? Forest? No, it was like a up. It was an upstate forest, like an upstate New York forest. Oh, Have you ever had to hold on to a tree while getting fucked in the ass? It's just not. It's not as glamorous as you think. Did you get a splinter? Huh? Did you get a splinter? No, it was like it was one of those small, like newly grown trees. So I could wrap my hands around it, but I still had to like hold on to it while just getting going, getting pound town. Like it, it wasn't as sexy as it was like sexy because it was dangerous, but also like I'm holding on to a tree while getting fucked. Right, right. I've seen my life. 
<laughs> also, I didn't nut. Like, he nutted, but I didn't nut. And I was just like this. Do you, I have a question. Yes. Do you nut off anal sex? Can't do like, do you get off? Um, without like touching myself, do you mean? Yeah, like just let's just say like you're getting fucked, right? Mm-hmm. Do you orgasm through just getting fucked or do you have to like touch yourself while? Um, I generally have touched myself, but I do know people who've been able to do it without like I've but I'm, I'm look, my relationship with anal sex is just weird, but I've came from getting spanked one time mm-hmm. without touching myself. And that was the most it was the most scary but most beautiful thing that has ever happened to me. Oh wow! <laughs> like it was very like I was like did I just? And then like I rolled off of him and I was just like did I just? Wow! And I was like oh I did yeah I didn't know yeah but I got. Hmm. <laughs> Another trash ass human being that I shouldn't been fucking but. Hey, um, or fucking with, I should say, but it happened. It happened. It happened. And look, I I I, I came from it, so at least I got something. Oh, and matters. I made me breakfast the next morning too. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and then we discussed because we had went to a <laughs> we had went to a birthday dinner the night before, and he was like, "Well, who have you, have you been talking to somebody?" I was like, "Oddly enough, the person I was talking to during the summertime—I mean, this most recently—was at the birthday dinner table with with you, and I fucked you years ago." So, look at that. Look at and that. He was like, "Oh, I think y'all would be cute together." I'm like, "Yeah, no, we wouldn't be." <gasps> I I tried right. it. Right. But yeah. <clears throat> wow. When I say certain stories out loud, it makes me really feel like, damn, maybe I am more of a thought than I give myself credit for. But anyways, um. <laughs> <laughs> um you have lived with your boyfriend for a few years now um mm-hmm. what 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 had what was the biggest adjustment you had to make when the two of you first moved in and what in general have you learned about yourself since co- cohabitating especially in the panorama aka a panorama. panorama you know the panorama made our relationship stronger because i think that was really a test of like Cause we were long distance for a while. Cause I, I moved, I met him in DC. Then I moved back to New York and he followed like a year later. We moved in together, but like, I think you just have to let some shit go. Cause everyone has different like habits, like, you know, closing the shower curtain, you, you know, men don't do that type thing you just have you pick and choose your battles pick and choose your battles I have realized I am a lot more controlling in the home setting like I like things like very like and I just have to like let him do his thing because like when guys cook like even though they're probably making like one thing they use 10 to 15 pots and I'm just like I I don't you only made eggs so, like that's an exaggeration but it's just like what happened here and like there's seasonings everywhere I'm just like okay okay and I like things like you know I like where my salt is I know where my pepper is and like shit like that but it's like you pick and choose your battles for sure mm. 
Yeah, I'm not ready. But then being living with your partner is also really fun too. Okay. If you say so. It, it, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It has its moments where you're like, fuck, I can't. Like during the pandemic, I can't go outside. Like, but you know, it's fun. Oh. Yeah. All right. Last that question. Um, what did what did you learn? What did you learn from your hardest breakup or most painful? I said, oh, wow. What did you learn from your most painful or hardest breakup? Oh, God. <laughs> I was dating this shit man before my boyfriend now. Um, oh, God. Guys, anyone, not got anyone, they will make time for what they want. And I've that has from that last situation ship they will make time for what we want and always remember who the fuck you are because i lost myself in that relationship i was like i'm like who the fuck but i yeah people will make time for what they want so i've been listening to demetria lucas's podcast lately Mm -hmm. And she always says, like, interested men act interested. And like I said, that's the most simple, simplistic-ass statement. But when I tell you it hit me, like, like a ton of bricks, like, oh, my God. Listen, they will act. will act interested, like. Interested. I remember, I think this is what, well, I always had a crush on my boyfriend. He was so cute. I was like, oh, my God, he's so fucking cute. I was like, he's so cute. And now I'm like, what up? Fuck you, crazy person, but I love him. But I remember he texted me and he was like, just so you know, like, I like you. And, and like, I want to see where this is going. And I was like, oh. Like, I, I've had men do that before, but he was the first. He was like, just so you don't get it confused, like, I like you. And like, I want to see something out of this. And like, the guy I was dating before and like, the all the plethora of men I I sound like a hoe but like all the you know we are pro ho we are pro ho here yeah. so it doesn't matter. but like when you're in your 20s especially living in New York you date a lot of guys and you're just like trying to figure out what you like what you don't like and I remember like like to what to her point interested men act interested so retweet Dimitri Lucas because for yeah when that man was not interested in me, I was still trying to push and be in. I was like, I was like, I don't, well, maybe I thought he is not interested. Oh, I think I learned so much like this past year about like, um, my friends like always joke that like I'm relentless with my love. Like I have, in particular, my two friends, um, Ashley and Ari are be like, they be like, you are relentless with your love. Mm-hmm. And like, I never really knew what they meant by that until <laughs> like until the last past year. And I was like, oh, I really like, I'd be trying to force my love on niggas. And I'm just like, stop, boy. Like, stop yeah. trying to force this situation. Like, just, and Are a lot of times sure? it was from a place of fear. When's your birthday again? November. Oh, I'm a Scorpio. Oh, you're a Scorpio. Oh, Scorpio. What does that prove to me? No, I listen. My dad and my mom are Scorpios, and my best friend is Scorpio. So 
Wait, your mama and dad are Scorpios, and they that's why they—that's why they got divorced because that passion, too much passion. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, God bless them. Right. Uh, right. All right, so we're done. Now we're gonna go into bird confessions. These are really rapid fire questions. First okay. thing that comes to mind: What kind of bird I are you? This. This is <laughs> what kind of bird are you? Pigeon, dove. Eagle, flamingo, ostrich, penguin, or peacock? A flamingo. Welcome to the flamingo game. <laughs> um, Birkin or Telfar? Telfar, Bushwick Birkin. Come on. Young Miami or JT? JT, JT. Because <laughs> at least JT likes to rap. J- Young Miami be like, I am Miami. Like, like, girl, do you Miami like- has gotten better, y'all. She has she gotten has. better. She has. She but- has gotten better. And I always also think her raps are so funny to me. Like, I, like, actively crack up. But I saw on Twitter... Okay, so y'all know... <laughs> Y'all know that TikTok where homeboy talks to the preschoolers and he's like, Jabria, are you smart? And she's yeah. like, why did they play those kids like that? But- so, <laughs> so he has a song with Jabria where she's rapping and I kid you not, she low-key does sound like Carisha. Like, <laughs> I have to watch it. That's I have to show. <laughs> I seen I the video and didn't watch it yet. It's like... I died laughing when I when I saw someone was like, this sound like Carisha. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I have to watch that. But we stand JT over here. Shout out to you. Okay. Um, who is the most iconic thought of all time? Kim Kardashian. Okay, y'all are going to quit bringing up this woman's name. Why? <laughs> She's horrible. She is, but... Look what she made. Because she's a white woman. She's a white woman. But like, she, and she purposely did a sex, not sex podcast, sex tape. I think she's pretty iconic. I'm, my tin almost fell off. <laughs> like, season four is people are giving Kim Kardashian her flowers. Her flowers. <laughs> Because of what she made, I don't, I hate Kim Kardashian. I don't like her, but she made her thoughtiness into. She did. An empire. An empire. A a family empire, but shout out to Chris. Right. So maybe Chris is. Chris Jenner pimping them children. Yeah. And next grandkids. I literally was just talking about that the next, I was like, the grandkids are next. Oh yeah! Tell you, I'm so excited for Baby Chicago, and um, what's what's Black China and Rob's daughter name? Dream. I am ready for Baby. I am ready for Chicago and Dream to fuck the game up. When I tell you, I am going to be standing Dream in Chicago like a full on. I just feel like we about to get some bird couture moments, and I think it's going to be. North is about to be bad AF. Yeah, but I feel like like know. North's gonna be crazy. Like she already gives crazy. Yeah, so like she's gonna because she gives bad, like a bad little kid. But I think like Chicago and Dream are just gonna be some badass bitches. Like, like Birkins at sixteen. 
nails right. fully done, jumping in the pink G-Wagon, like, it's going to be a moment, and I'm yeah. going to be standing every moment of it. Um, all right. So next we can do Zaddy of the Week. Okay. This is one man that we are crushing on the most right now. It can be somebody famous. It can be your man. It could be a barista, your trainer, whatever. Who is your Zaddy of the Week, Alex? Oh, my God. This is lame, but Michael B. Jordan, he's just so fucking hot. He is. He's hot. Like, he's hot. You talking about that man's health shoot? It was yeah, good. that was a good one. <laughs> I'm done with you, Amber, with the face. Yes. It was. I. It came up on my Instagram, and I said, God, you know what? <laughs> he's, he's doing well for himself. Ah, ah. <laughs> he really is. He's doing well for himself. Let me look. Let me go to men's health. Men's. <laughs> look it up. It looks good. You see? Men's health. Michael B. Jordan. It just came out like a couple days ago. Yeah. Shout out to Gary Kennedy, um, who wrote the piece. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, he's, mm. he's hot. Super hot. Uh, um, Amber, who's your, who is that of the week? Uh, I'm going to give it to Gibeon. Um, now, I don't love Wait, his who? Gibeon. He's an R&B artist. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. He's an R&B artist. Um, he just came out with a new album. Oh, damn. <laughs> I just saw a picture of Michael B. Jordan. I was not looking at a picture of Gibeon. Um, but Gibeon is so fucking fine. He's like chocolatey. He has a nice voice. He just got a nice little body. Like, shout out to him. Gibeon's cute. He called me toxic, so. He called me toxic? <laughs> yes, he called me toxic. It like a duck when it talks like a duck. Ah, 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 ah. But it was like, I was like, favorite mistake is my song. And he was like, oh, you toxic. And I was like. Yeah. Very cute. Very cute. I was like, how dare you call me toxic because I like one of your songs. You the one who wrote it. That's how he know. <laughs> he calls yeah. me toxic. <laughs> Shout out to my friend Ayana, who's his publicist. Um, all right. My zaddy of the week. I'm going old school. Um, mm-hmm. It was originally, well, I'm going to give two entries this week because oh. I've been listening to this morning on my morning walk, I listened to old school um, playlists and All I Do by Stevie Wonder came on. And I was like, I'm gonna give, cause Stevie was, Stevie was a piece back in the seventies. Like I would have been, really? look, I would have been guiding his ass all around Soul Train Awards and everything. Like bitch, no, we good. No, I, he don't need no, like he don't need no cane. He got me, we good, we good. Um, with my afro and then thinking about <laughs> thinking about Stevie Wonder made me then think about Marvin Gaye who I know yeah yeah I was, know he was like funny. Stevie was some spit in your butt nasty like dirty yeah can definitely be that it was nasty it was nasty I feel in my spirit like he's the type of nigga that like just choke you for the first like two seconds don't even know you yeah um, but yeah shout out to them Shout out to them. I don't know if I would find Stevie attractive, but I think Stevie was had to be great in bed. Had to. Yeah. Like, had to be great in bed because, like, 
you know, if like someone uh, loses like a part of their senses, the other senses. Oh, right. So like the touch, baby. And he has like eight kids. Right. He does. He has so many damn kids. Like Steve Steve was out here slanging too. Okay. Steve was out here slanging. Like you can't make the songs he was making without knowing how to fuck. You just, you can't do it. Can. So yeah, I can see it, but the the looks, I I just keep thinking of Stevie current. Yeah, you can't know. You gotta think about seventy Stevie. If 70s. Stevie was a whole nother like, he was giving looks. He okay? was giving, okay. okay, giving looks. Um, <laughs> I'll just think about this. Is gonna be like if I ever meet Stevie Wonder, it's gonna be the most inappropriate. Like I'm gonna just be thinking like I made you sad the other week. And said I was gonna walk you around the Soul Train Awards. He, um, <laughs> he, he oh, he don't live in America no more. He said he tired of us. Where does he live? Or he said he was moving. He was saying he was moving to Ghana because he was like this racist shit. I'm tired. Okay, all right. Well, I was like, you right. <laughs> can't disagree with him. Points were made. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next is Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. This is one woman who we feel like deserves her flowers and has not received them. Um, it can be, once again, it could be anybody. Alex, who's your bad bitch of Hall, Hall of Fame entry? And Khalees. Yeah. Her pivot to food. Love her. Love her. Khalees, I love you. <laughs> I love um, you, sis. A queen. Okay. Ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. Oh. I'm, I'm just going to co-sign that one that's also going to be bad bitch hall of fame for me like so I have a friend who's like really into like Tyler the creator and I was just like I can't I don't know I was like his music sounds too much like N.E.R.D. like it just like sounds like so much and he was like really it does I was like what are you guys are y'all like not understanding the influences and like if you listen to Khalees in like 1999, she sounds like she's in 2040. Like the music still sounds so fresh, so new. That is a song, Young, Fresh and New. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it really, she's just like so important to the culture. And I feel as though she also like got shitted on a lot. Like if you look at her relationship with like Pharrell and Chad and how like they played her and she didn't really get paid for none of that shit. Like, and one thing that I love about her is like, she's still really outspoken. She's Mm -hmm. still like, I'm gonna do whatever I wanna do. She's like a true creative, like like you said, pivoting into the chef space. Like, Khalees is that bitch. She's a Leo queen, okay? Like, I- Leo queen. You're a Leo? Yes, I'm Malia. Oh, what day? August 3rd. Oh, my boyfriend's August 15th. Oh, what is that like? What's your sign? I'm a Taurus. You know what? I always say this in my head. I was like, I feel like Leos need to be with earth signs. And I don't like, I don't necessarily like earth signs as much, but like, because you need someone to kind of just... <laughs> hold it down you yeah. know <laughs> with some but stability it's because he's leos are very passionate people Ooh, child. all leos all leos are very passionate people no matter because my niece is august 14th 
and uh-huh. she's passionate. Eight, but passionate. I'm like, girl. <laughs> but like, I think Leos need that person to just be like, okay. <laughs> Let's reel it in. Yeah. <laughs> like- yeah. But then for me, like, I think my self-doubt gets to me a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's their passion that it's like, I don't, why are you down yourself? Let's get this fucking money. And I'm like, yes, like so yeah. it's, you know. And we love complimenting. So we're like, are you kidding? You're the baddest bitch ever. You like, <laughs> yeah. So that is good. Yeah. Okay. Leo and Taurus. Okay. I see it. Listen, it was a struggle, but <laughs> come on, let's say it's a struggle. It was a struggle. Look, all relationships are a struggle, but yeah. That part. But yeah, I see it. I think that makes sense to me. Like, yeah, because I'm like, oh child. Leo, Leo's are all interesting people, though. All y'all are very interesting. But Scorpios are interesting AF. I have Scorpio and Leo in my chart, so Ooh. which is why, why? which is why <laughs> I'm passionate, which is why me and Amber are passionate about Scorpio Moon. Shout out to Scorpio Moons. Yeah, that's moon. that's why you be feeling all the feelings. That's it. That's it right there. All the feelings. All <laughs> the feelings. Ooh, so many times it's overwhelming the feelings. Oh what? my god, the feelings! I feel <laughs> all the feels, and Leos are like. And that's literally me, a constant battle. Like it's literally me telling like, for example, this is so random, but like my I'm mostly Leo on my chart, but like I have Scorpio Moon and I Wait, are you Leo, Leo, Scorpio Moon? Yes, I'm a Leo rising, Leo Sun, Scorpio Moon, Leo Mars. Uh you're a Leo. Like I'm yes, I'm (laughs) Leo across the board like so um so anyway so (laughs) I feel like but my Scorpio is like really strong and like I feel as though I'm always like don't trust nobody don't talk to nobody keep it real private and my Leo's like you can like go outside and be you and like talk to (laughs) Leo I feel like that's Leo though Hmm? Leo's are very I feel like that's Leo though like Leo's are very like I can do it I don't need anybody. Like I can't. Like I don't. Mm-mm. Like well, I I'm got fucked. It. I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. Very Leo. Is that you? That's you. Yeah, it is. She, but my sister's working on her stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's Thank cool. you. Thank Things you. Growth every day. Growth. You're not who she used to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such that. Um, my my bad bitch Hall of Fame entry is um, I'm going old school again, but Miss Tina Marie. Um, oh, crazy! <laughs> I tell you this this afternoon, I was just feeling all the feels, and probably until about 15 minutes before I got on the podcast. But when I was listening to Portuguese Love. <laughs> Portuguese in love, like you love me, baby. baby. Like, and and then we did Fire and Desire, oh, and that brought God. back so many memories because me and my sister would always like we were thirteen, 
Like I was 13, she was 16, and we would perform Fire and Desire in 1999. And I would, I would be Rick and she would be Tina. And we would like, and then we would switch. Um, and we also did this with Brandy and Monica, the boy is mine. We did this. Oh, with, yeah. Um, but like, it brought me to so many places. So I just wrote, oh, I was like, love them in leave. Yes, come on. That's what I used to do. Use and abuse them. Woo. And then she laid her eyes on you. And it was before pleasure. Mm. Okay. 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 A song. A Look, Tina also shot like on Square Biz, she shouted out all the black woman references. She said Nikki Giovanni. She said, Oh, like, and don't movie. forget what she said, collard greens. I said, <laughs> I said like. I am giving, showing love to a culture. So shout out to Tina. And isn't shout she like, isn't she Lenny Kravitz's step, I mean, godmother? Oh, I don't know all of that. I, I thought so. she, let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Tina Marie, Lenny Kravitz. Oh, it comes up on Google. Um, Took me in. Oh yeah, he like she did. There was some like, as a teenager. I um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Tina. Kravis says that when he was a sixteen-year-old musician on the street, Marie gave him a bedroom, cooked for him, brought him to concerts, and encouraged his musical talents by buying him instruments. I've never really talked about much about it in depth, but I would not be here. She changed my life not only as an artist but as a person. Damn, see, shout out to Tina. Okay, taking young Kravitz in. All right, okay, shout out to her. Um, as always, we close it with good bussy vibes, which is one thing that just kind of one quote that I saw that spoke to me, so to speak. Um, because we kept kind of talking about everything will be fine and everything is working out, this one spoke to me. Um, you got this. No matter what life is throwing at you, believe in yourself, you are evolving. Once again, you got this. No matter what life is throwing at you, believe in yourself, you are evolving. And that comes from Vibe Source, which you can find follow on the Instagram. It's Vibe with a Y. But yeah, I felt like that really <laughs> pretty much summarizes a lot of things we said on this the episodes yeah. yeah all right alex where can the booty high find you everyone can find me on instagram just add hot sauce underscore because instagram wouldn't let me be great with just add hot sauce um and my food blog just add hot sauce.com you can find all my recipes there i have not made an alex recipe but oh, my roommate yeah. My roommate has made them. Oh, um, I don't. I don't cook. I don't cook. <laughs> <laughs> Things you should know. Out. Um, but my roommates, my former roommate Tierra, did make. Um, she, I think we tried one. I think she tried one of your salmon recipes. Ooh. It was like, bitch. We did. I was like, bitch, you did that. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I am definitely trying, and I will message you and let you know how it goes. Thank I did see on your, I did see on just add hot sauce the shrimp and steak stir fry, and I think I'm gonna try that. Mm. Try it. So I'll let you know how it goes. Try it. Let me know. Thank you guys so much. I loved it. I have like a headache from laughing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We love when people like come on. Yes, the show. love it. 
So as always, folks, y'all can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You pray that, as we always say, Instagram is a zero because much like just add hot sauce, they wouldn't let us be great. Mm-hmm. They also got my post of the women beating the Indian women beating up that man yesterday. Oh Trump no! Trump. It was the best video ever, though. Okay, because they fucked that man up. It was like a group of women, and they literally fucked this man up. Like he pushed one like he pushed a, a woman down and they just started beating him with like bricks sticks and the one girl was literally like serena williams you know how serena be like uh, uh, like she was whipping him with the stick oh yeah. and it was the best it brought me so much joy like i don't condone actually i do um i condone violence only when you are abusing others and you get your ass whooped, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Um, he deserves. And it was great watching. Um, but as always, y'all, thank y'all for supporting us to in season four, being here. Um, we thank you all. Um, yeah, Amber, any closing words you want to tell the Bussy Hive? Um, I'm just going to repeat uh, this viral tweet that I had, but sometimes choosing violence means choosing peace. Okay. Namaste. 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 Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.